0: I am so honored today because I have Lori Aikman with me, and she is a family practice nurse practitioner specializing in functional medicine and guiding women to align with their body's unique needs. Working in family practice, she saw women after women struggle with fatigue, weight gain, mood swings, insomnia, period problems, low sex drive, and on. When traditional medicine fell short of helping these women, this led to her discovery of functional medicine. Now she works with women addressing the root cause of their symptoms and optimizing health so they can heal their body and live the life of their dreams. Thank you so much for being here today, Lori. Yes, thank you. I would love to just dive into your journey because I think it's so important. One, what you do, just really helping people mm-hmm. in medicine, especially nurses. I think the I think the world of them because they are really helping that patient, that client, when the doctor goes away, the nurses are there. I've just had such amazing experiences. So I just want to commend you and thank you for your service in that regard as well. Absolutely. So i love to know, how did you get here today? What was that shift after seeing all those struggles, but to really decide to make it into your journey of entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, yeah, it's, and it's been a journey. You said journey. I was like, yo, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, you know, because one step leads to another. Um, but yeah, I was in, in working in family practice and, and literally that's what I would see. I know a lot of times moms, not always moms, but a lot of times, Um, women after they had 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 children, you know, even if their kids were school age or something, Mm -hmm. um, they'd come in and yeah, they, all the, everything you just read, they'd have all these symptoms and, you know, we'd check labs, we'd check their thyroid, you know, their B12, vitamin D, different things like that. And we really wouldn't come up with any answers, you know? And it was frustrating for me as a clinician, just because I, I intuitively, I knew something was off, you know, there were, there was this, you know, their body used to be like this and now it's like this, but we don't, we, we don't have a reason for it. Um, and so just, you know, traditional medical training, you know, my training as a nurse practitioner and even, you know, physicians and PAs and things like that, unless they, um, do get more, you know, extensive training. Um, We're just not taught, we're taught to look for disease. You know, we're taught to look for the big things that, are going to put you on medication or kill you or things like that, you know, but, but these more subtle shifts that we can see earlier on, um, we're not necessarily taught to look for. Um, and so I, I wish I could even remember, like, I wish I could remember like the first article I read or something like that, but essentially through my frustration and not being able to help my patients, yeah. but knowing that there was something off, um, you know, kind of led me to a search where I did find functional medicine. Um, and, and what I did learn about functional medicine, if anybody, you know, hasn't heard of it or doesn't know what that is, you know, it's really looking deep looking at beyond just the basic labs, you know, we do functional testing, um, which can be advanced hormones or gut or, um, different things, really looking and seeing changes before they are disease, you know, before they are a big problem, um, and, and intervening early, um, you know, before people are it's like intervening when somebody has high insulin levels, even before they, um, you know, have high glucose or, you know, are pre-diabetic or diabetic, um, kind of a thing. And so I found, you know, that, um, and then just started learning as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, you know, I kinda, I kept, there's not a lot of job unless I, the area I live in, there's not a lot of opportunities to go get a job doing something like that. Um, and just to what I wanted to do, you know, I'm passionate about it and I wanted to be able to do things on my own terms. And so that led me to, you know, where I'm at today, where I'm, you know, working for myself, um, and, and working with clients one-on-one, um, and just allowing me to, to do what I can and not be held back by, oh, well, my boss, you know, my boss's regulations or things, you know, of that nature. Um, so that's kind of, I mean, but I, you know, that's like a short <laughs> and sweet version, you know, there's been little you know different things along the way that led me different turns that led me to another place things like that so well i appreciate you sharing that and i think too there
0: are i definitely want to talk about the turns and twists that you encounter yeah. but i think too it's important to recognize like when we how ha- are so passionate about something and i think it's understanding that preventative aspect that isn't taught. And like in a lot of different careers and facets, you're not taught the preventative. Sometimes it's more of like, okay, this is what the problem is. This is what you do. Like mm-hmm. take care of it. Like it's getting under the root, which I really yeah.
1: value of what yes. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cause when I feel like we're taught, you know, just thyroid, for instance, I even remember finding a some resource somewhere that says you shouldn't treat somebody unless their TSH is over 10, which is really, really high. You know, like yeah. people feel really bad if their TSH is over, t- you know, yeah. where we're, where, you know, again, there's things we can do and we can intervene earlier, you know, when we're looking just sometimes mm-hmm. to, to speak to, you know, medical aspect, we're limited sometimes mm-hmm. by well, insurance doesn't cover it. And so that can be a really limiting factor um, for being able to discover what's going on with a, with a patient and being able to treat them. So a lot of red tape. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm, It can be very
0: frustrating. So I'm curious with the turns that you've had to take in order to get to where you are today, what were some of those turns that you
1: had to pivot to? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I knew once I had started, um, diving into functional medicine and training, I knew, okay, this is what I want to do. But again, there's not, I didn't know of, there's one practice that I do know of in town, um, that does, um, you know, that I potentially could have gone and got a job at, I'll say Mm -hmm. that. Um, but just again, in my area, you know, maybe if you live in like the Northeast, or if you live on the West coast, there's more, you know, um, alternative practitioners and things mm-hmm. of that nature, but just being where I am in Florida, there's not a whole lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, just kind of figuring out, okay, how can I do this? Um, but not uproot my, fit, you know, we're not going to move or go anywhere else. How can I do it here? Um, so I started, you know, I did some online education, you know, everything I think that's one been one, you know, benefit of COVID is there's so much online education. Um, so training and then figuring out, okay, how can I help people? Um, and so I had invested in a coaching program where I was taught how to build out, you know, an online program where I could work with clients. Um, and, and it did, you know, I built out this program and, um, I had the email list and the click funnels and the all that, all Mm -hmm. those things. But honestly, my big holdup when I got to the end of that was I I had a there was a lot of personal growth, I think that had to happen. Mm -hmm. Um because there was, I think we all encounter, you know, some people call it imposter syndrome, but just that Mm -hmm. fear of like not enoughness and like, can I really do this? Am I really going to be able to help people? And, you know, it's different when you go work for somebody else and you're like, well, this is my job and I get paid. Mm -hmm. It's a whole nother ball game when you're like, this is me. I'm it right here. There's nobody to help. I'm just figuring, you know, I'm helping my clients, you know, um, and I'm, I'm doing all the things myself. Um, And so not to say that that program wasn't helpful and beneficial. I did, you know, learn a lot of things through it, but it just taught me the nuts and bolts of Mm -hmm. this is how to build out, you know, a, a program that people could buy and, and pay you for, you know, and you can, um, it was a lot of like, I will say a lot of like money, you know, money focused too of like, okay, you're going to build this out and then you're going to, you know, you're going to use Facebook ads to get people in your community and then that's how they buy from you. And, and what I found was really lacking, especially when I think of what I, what, how I'm working now and what I'm doing is building relationally with people, you know, is so important. And I, and I am working with another coach now who that, that is her whole, um, her whole mantra or whatever you want to call it is, is, is really, you know, it's not about that. Oh, this is my program. And here you can buy and da, 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 da. It's people want to, especially when we're, when we're helping somebody through health problems, they want you, they want to feel understood. They want to know that. Um, and I found just working one-on-one is, is more effective for what I'm doing. Um, and just learning how, you know, myself then overcoming and kind of getting clear on exactly who I'm serving, mm-hmm. you know, client wise, I really had to refine that. I thought I knew previously, but now, you know, as I've, as I've taken action has been the biggest thing. Um, you know, you take some action and then you learn and then you pivot and you take some action and you learn and you pivot. Um, and so just continuing to move forward. Um, but really just that, building from that relational piece, um, with people has been the biggest thing. Whereas, you know, other people may tell you, oh, just build out your, you know, your product, whatever it is, and then run some Facebook ads and people will find it and people will buy and, you know, totally removes like what, I mean, yes, that can be effective and you can help people, you know, in a coaching program as well like that. Um, but just for what I'm doing and, and I think how I'm wired as a person too, mm-hmm. that did really work well for me. Um, so I kind of, you know, like I said, did one coaching program, kind of got some benefit from it, pivoted, found um, something that's more in align with who I am. Mm-hmm. That's really helped me um, to do what I'm passionate about. You know, I think that's the important thing. Um, and of course, yes, I'm, I need to make a living from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. you know so that I can we can pay our bills and all that but at the same time I want to you know I want to mm-hmm. I think being at your conviction about what you're doing um mm-hmm. you know is so important if if I'm selling something or you know um, that I don't believe in and I don't you know I'm unsure of then I'm that's why am I even doing that versus if I can really get clear on who I'm serving how I'm serving them and really be passionate about that then i then I can really help people, you know? Yes.
0: No, I love all that you said there too, because I think one coach might help you in one aspect, but another coach helps Mm -hmm. you in another and knowing what's right for you versus what everybody else is saying. But I just wanted to go back to what you said, because I think it's important and a lot of people maybe hear misinformation about it. But when you start a business, you write, you do a course, you create a course and you're like, oh, everyone's going to run to it. Like, it's great. This is perfect. I'll just put some Facebook ads, but it's that human piece that's missing. And I love that you tie yes. that into like what the next coach helped you with because the first one helped in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. But what I hear too, and I hear this a lot, it's been actually on my radar for a long time. But recently I just went to a conference and we were talking about this relationship aspect, like mm-hmm. building relationships is so key in business and being able to help people one-on-one and knowing, okay, I'm better in one-on-one versus group. I could do group, but for what I'm helping my clients with, really focusing mm-hmm. in on that. And I love that you took that to heart of what worked for you and mm-hmm. how many more people you can help, too, working one-to-one because then all the knowledge and education they get, they become like your word of mouth, too, because of how they yeah. feel, I'm sure, especially yes. in the health.
1: Mm-hmm. Could you yeah.
0: speak more to that too? Like what your clients have experienced after like working with you and really getting to the root of
1: things? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I think the big, I, the biggest takeaway is I've had so many women I've talked to when we, we, we talk initially, they may have had the experience of going to the doctor with the symptoms, you know, that we talked about. Um, and they kind of just get dismissed because, traditional medicine doesn't, there's certain things that aren't, you know, like adrenal fatigue or HPA dysfunction, you know, is now, or, um, you know, the more appropriate or, um, clinically appropriate, I guess, term, (laughs) that's not something that we're taught and not something that, that, um, you know, if you go to your regular PCP, they're probably, you know, if you say adrenal fatigue to them too, they may even go like, that's voodoo medicine. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the power of functional testing is really, and let me back up. So those, I think a lot of times those women, um, and two, because say adrenal fatigue, for example, right. That's, that's your, your body's or stress response has gotten impaired. It's not functioning properly. Mm -hmm. And women are more susceptible to that than men are. And so we have a lot of women going in and complete, you know, with their complaints, hoping to get help. And then, you know, traditional medicine doesn't, that doesn't show up on their radar, just the way they test and things they address. And so it's kind of like, well, you're being, you know, they can feel like, um, you know, you're just being dramatic or, um, You know, you just need to lose weight. That's another thing. You need, you Mm. just need to lose weight and exercise. And I find a lot of the women that I work with are already doing those things. You know, they already are. It's not that they're eating McDonald's, you know, five days a week. It's they're already eating healthy. They're already, um, you know, exercising and Mm -hmm. they're doing healthy, these health habits, but they're not seeing the results they want. And I think the power of the testing um, it just helps them feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. You know, there yeah. is, you know, something I can think of, you know, clients that I work with right now, you know, that have been told you just need to, try to take birth control. Or, you know, you're a new mom and um, mm. you know, you you have hypothyroidism now and it's just you're just gonna be tired. And that's, you know, what you have to do. You know, we that yeah unfortunately, so many women get dismissed. And so I think when, and even just when we do testing initially and we figure out what's going on, that can just be so... Um, validating maybe is a word, you know, where like, I'm not crazy. Like I know, you know, cause they know in their body, they know like, this is not normal. My body used to be like this and now it's different. Yeah. Um, and so just validating their experience and having the data to show, yes, there are things off in your body. Um, and then that just allows us to really personalize and make some, changes in their life. Just even, um, one of the, one of the tests that I do is food sensitivities with with Mm. clients. Yeah. I, I'm a client just in the last two weeks, like when, once we removed some of the things her body was reacting to, um, like one of the things, unfortunately, which she was like, Oh man, it was garlic, but once, (laughs) yeah, which you think it's garlic is in like everything, you know, those so Mm -hmm. many seasonings or dressings. Um, but just the, figuring out and having the data of this is what's going on in your body. Okay. So this is how we change it. That is so um, impactful for them, you know, cause they, then it's, it, we're not just kind of like making these dietary changes and those are, those are important. Um, yeah. We have general things that work for everybody, but being able to personalize, you know, to what is going on specifically in somebody's body can really make a big impact for them and their energy levels Digestive issues, hormone issues, um, because it is really different for everyone. I can speak to going back to the adrenal fatigue, um, you know, or HPA dysfunction. You know, I've I've had clients, you know, all with that, but it's looked different for everyone. And so maybe the adaptogens or the supplements or different things that we use are going to be different based on what's going on in their body. Um, so, so I don't know if that
0: answers your question. Yeah, it absolutely does. And just to kind of go back a little bit for what you said about, like, somebody will go to the doctors and they aren't validated. They're like, oh, you're just tired. Oh, this, you just have to live with this. And this is Mm -hmm. what it is versus really getting to the root of stuff. And that's Mm -hmm. why I think it's so important. We're having this conversation and like what you do for your Mm -hmm. clients and realizing that you had to take that step back and reevaluate where you were working in order to really help women know Mm -hmm. that they're valid and what they're saying. And they're not crazy because a lot of times they might go one or two, um, different opinions from different doctors, but It's still, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing coming back, but really getting to understand how food affects us, how environment Mm -hmm. affects us, how our mindset affects us, everything. So I love that you do take your clients through that process of like letting them Mm -hmm. know that they're not crazy, that we're going to find a solution. I don't
1: know what it is yet, but you get to underneath the hood which is mm-hmm. yes. that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's a great, I use the car analogy a yeah. lot because it's <laughs> like your check engine light is yes. coming on, things like that. Um, but it's so true. You, it just made me think of what you said, you know, asking for a second opinion. I, I want to say this statistic on like women with autoimmune disease, um, see like five to seven providers before they get a, get a diagnosis. Um, so yeah, which think about how, you know, you're probably not seeing five to seven providers back to back to back. I mean, how many years does it, I, there's a, I don't have them off the top of my head, but it's sometimes years long before women get an accurate diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just for autoimmunity, which, which a lot of traditional medicine does recognize if you're somebody with more the HPA dysfunction that I don't know of any, traditional medicine practitioners that recognize and test for that. Um, you know, how long is it going to get, is it going to take to, and, and how much is it going to cost you, you know, in trying different supplements and diets or, you know, testing things like that before we get to the root, um, you know, and find the answers. So it's, it's, we, I don't know, we need to like PSA, check your, yes. <laughs> check your adrenals. Yes. No, everybody yeah. got your gut health. Those are yes. the two, like two big, two big, and those two intertwine so much too. They absolutely do. And that's the
0: thing too. It's we can like go through life with all these problems, but not really know the depth of it because it might just be like, okay, I'm managing what's going on. Like what you were saying with, I forgot what the number one is. It was, oh, for thyroid, I believe with like the 10, maybe I got Mm -hmm. the wrong, but understanding too, that like not waiting till it's a problem to be able to be preventative. And I'm curious how Like with all the testing that you're able to do with your clients, Mm -hmm. what has been maybe one or two? I know we talked about the client with the garlic, but is there another client that you've recently worked with where you were able to find like the root cause of what was happening for that individual?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, so some other, um, type of testing that we do, um, that I do with my clients, uh, is something called the Dutch testing or Dutch panel It's from precision analytical is the company. And they, they have a bunch of different panels, but, um, yeah. the one I use in particular, um, so looking at the, it looks at the adrenals, but we're also looking at the sex hormones as well. So we're looking at estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. Um, and so I had um, someone who, where I will, I will say her main goal is fertility. That's kind of an option, you know, like Mm -hmm. she would like to get pregnant, but she also had a lot of, um, abnormal periods and, um, a lot of pain and things like that. And she's one doctor said, all you can do, you just need to take birth control and that, you know, and just, there wasn't anything else to do, but when, we were able to test and we did a specific, they have a test called cycle mapping where we're looking at estrogen and progesterone over the course of a menstrual cycle. Um, and just being able to see um, what's going on there where she had lower levels of both estrogen and progesterone. Progesterone was okay. It seemed like she was still ovulating. We are, her specific case, her, her test got separated. And so we actually had two cycles that we were able to track. So mm-hmm. in one of the cycles, she was not ovulating mm-hmm. on the cycle. She did ovulate her, uh, estrogen was on the lower side. And so just knowing that that was probably contributing to what's going on with her, you know, her symptoms with mm-hmm. these longer site, you know, or regular cycles, um, mm-hmm. Maybe a shorter um, phase than than we'd like to see, um, and so being able to to discover that, you know, like the OBG, I don't want to. I I always hated when doctors when I was in practice and doctors would be like, oh, you know, like you send somebody to a specialist and the specialist says, you know, my well they said you shouldn't have done that or that you know just I don't like to play the like. Yeah. Every, every practitioner, you know, provider practices differently. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say, but, but if her goal is fertility, mm-hmm. um, you know, birth control pill, um, is going to keep her from ovulating. Right. Um, she's going to not have, she's going to be on progestin, not progesterone. You know, it just was like, why, why was that the option there, you know, for yeah. why was that the only option there for her when we were able to look and see, um, uh, you know, and we can figure out, we could really support her progesterone, bring up both her estrogen and progesterone levels that would allow, you know, her, to improve her chances of fertility, improve her pain that she was having, improve her cycles, but also allow for not to get TMI. I don't know if guys listen to this too, but just allow for better endometrial thickening to allow for, you know, that nice progesterone, um, you know, higher progesterone level, higher chance of conceiving. So, um, yeah. yeah, and that was one in particular where it was, it was really beneficial to be able to see what was, you know, we could really see what was going on and not just like, oh, yeah, you have these symptoms and it sucks and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah,
0: so. it, you know, it just sounds like it's like a Band-Aid, right? Where it's just like, okay, well, th- just take this, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Or like not really addressing it. And I'm sure there's so much frustration from that, from you. I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but I'm sure the frustration of just being able to figure out what was going on with your client, your patients and seeing them come in again and again or different ones. But what was that experience like? Was that like kind of the drive to start your own
1: as well, your own practice? Uh, the drive to, um, I wouldn't say, Gosh, I was trying to think like, what was the moment? Honestly, it was from one of my coaches that was like, you just need to do that. <laughs> you know, the, the second coach <laughs> I worked with, you know, it yeah. was like, stop stop playing small, just go ahead. And that's what you're really passionate about. Like you need to take the, take yeah. the leap. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I love, I geek out on all that stuff on all the testing and what we can see and how we can change, you know, like, it almost goes into like biohacking. Yeah. Like I love that stuff, but I love that. Yes, we can. I love the impact that it makes in somebody's Mm -hmm. life because, um, it doesn't, it again, validates them. It, um, allows them to have a better quality of life. Um, so my, my kind of where I'm heading now in my business and I, my niche, if you would Mm -hmm. say, I'd really like to target women that, I would consider, I, I would say like you're driven, you're motivated, you know, maybe women that are in somewhat of a leadership role. It could be just parenting or it could be, um, I'm working with a couple women that are teachers, you know, I just think their influence on, you yes. know, who they're helping through their job. Um, but because, you know, we, I just believe we're all made for impact, you know, we're all made to impact some area whatever you're called to do, right. You're, you are going to impact others' lives. And so if, if you can feel good in your body and have energy and not be held back, Mm -hmm. um, by that, then you can, show up more effectively as a leader, you know, you can start your business, you can, whatever those, that thing, you know, your goal or your dream you want to do is, um, you know, I, cause some of the work that I do with clients say stress management, you know, is, Mm. is that like setting boundaries and stuff, which is something you have to learn, you know, especially when you're, (laughs) when you are, even if you're not, you know, a business owner, that's not, but just in work, gosh, I can look back and see Mm -hmm. how many times I said yes, when I should not have, um, you know, and, and let my boundaries get crossed a lot. So, um, that I, I think really, if I had to say they desire to, so.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, you touched on boundaries, which is like a huge, I'm a huge advocate for, and that's a huge part of my core (laughs) as well, but it is having those boundaries. And I think it's for everybody, everyone, should have boundaries in some Mm -hmm. form or fashion, but I love that you were able to take it and take that leap to start your own business and just do it and being able to put yourself out there. So I'm curious, what are maybe two or three tips you could leave us Mm -hmm. with today when it comes to starting your business, taking Mm -hmm. that leap, however you want to put it, but two to three tips that you could leave with us today?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned one before, I think just really taking action taking mm-hmm. action. I, um, that has been something I've had to grow in when I was younger. I was, um, I played sports, you know, a lot growing up. I played volleyball in call, even though I'm short, I played volleyball in college. <laughs> um, that's amazing. <laughs> and I remember having a coach tell me you have paralysis by analysis, you know, you like, overthink things to, you know, it's like trying to figure out, well, how is this going to work? Is this the right thing? And, you mm-hmm. know, struggling with perfectionism or stuff like that. And it would just keep me from taking action. Mm-hmm. Um, and just taking action has been, yeah, I haven't, it's not been a straight path from where I started to where I am now, even job, even, you know, my careers, I've had very different, jobs along the way since I became an nurse practitioner. Um, but, but that just taking a step and just taking action, then you're going to figure out and pivot, you know, okay, I did like this. I didn't like this or, or it may lead you to something else. You know, I, i kind of had an idea of what my, my niche was and now I'm, I'm pivoting a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I can't find that out just by analyzing it you know, and thinking about it, overthinking it in my brain as I would do in the past. I just have to act and then, then pivot along the way. You know, you have to take the next step. So uh, I think taking action is huge. I think coaching is huge. And yes, may you, you know, might not find, you're going to learn something, as you said, you're going to learn something different from each person. But I think someone being able to see, someone who who has done maybe what you want to do. Um, and so they can tell you, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you're doing wrong. But I think somebody to look objectively, um, at what you're doing and give you feedback because sometimes we think we're doing the right things, um, where, cause we're taking action, but we're doing the, the wrong types of things in our business. Like we, I was on a coaching call, um, and I think social media, you know, can, oh, I need to have like my Instagram and so many followers. And and I remember the coach, um, you know, and it's good to hear myself too. It's like that's not client attraction. Like if somebody's already following you on Instagram, you're, or for instance, you're mm-hmm. nurturing them; they're getting to know you. Um, but attraction is somebody who doesn't know you and now knows you. So that that's not necessarily social media. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it can be, you know, people can of course find you through social media, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, not a big client. I know it's not been for me. I haven't got any clients at this point from social media. Um, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, cause it can be so, you know, there's so many influencers and stuff out there, but, but, um, and then I'm trying to think what else would be good. I, I guess what I, what I teach, you know, just really, you have to take care of yourself too. Yeah. Um, and really that's something like I've tried to really make a point of, um, partly because I'm a ma I'm pregnant and I have a small child. So I, my energy management is huge. Um, and realizing how much I can work in a day and what, I'm I have more energy earlier in the day. I'm not as good later in the day or um just really being, you know, we can yes, there's that hustle and hustle and push through and and achieve and you know, hit your goals, but at the same time um I think you have to look at sustainability too. Um yes. and and realize okay, what do you want like, you know, that's something okay, when my daughter's born, Mm -hmm. I know my time is going to be limited. So how can I, I don't want to just put, you know, this is long-term, this is what I want to do years to come. So how do I, um, set up my life, uh, you know, set up my schedule so that this is sustainable for me, for my family. Um, because if I don't have the energy and the bandwidth to show up for my clients, then Mm -hmm they're not going to get the benefit from me that they, they deserve. So, um, just really yeah, managing your self-care and your too, because cause you're, you know, like I just, the other day, it was funny. It came to mind. I was tired and I was like my, laid my son down for a nap. I usually try and work, through his naps. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just laid down, I had like a 20 minute nap and it was just enough. Like I felt so energized, so much more clear when I was sat down to the computer to get some work done, just giving myself that little bit of rest rather than pushing through and probably not being as productive because I was exhausted, you know, or Mm -hmm. so that's, that's been huge for me, you know, and, and maybe more so because of the season I'm in, but I think especially for women, um, Mm -hmm. too. Yes.
0: It's so important. You're absolutely right. Because I do think it's all three things that you said are so important. I just want to go back to the second one, because I think a lot of people have this misconception. If I have this amount of followers, I have this amount of clients. And that's not true. And I'm glad you brought that up because you really don't know what's going behind the scenes. Like people can show their highlight reels and Mm -hmm. everything that's wonderful but you really don't know what's going on behind that. So don't get discouraged. And so I'm glad you brought that up. I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of yes. that as well, because I think it is really important. I'm like, they have so many followers, but like I had clients. So it was just like, you don't really know. And they might, yeah. they have, might have a million clients, but just being very honest with yourself and don't beat yourself up about it. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to share that piece because I think it was really important you brought that up. And then prioritizing ourselves. like I always tell my clients, put yourself at the top of the priority list because if you don't, who is going to? Especially if you're a mom, um, you have more to juggle Mm -hmm. than if you're single or married. There's children that are relying on you as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just really important that you take that nap if you need it. And it's not all about just grinding into the ground. It's really being able to have that work-life integration that's Mm -hmm. allowing you to do the things that you want to do but in a timely manner and just not beating yourself up. So I loved everything you had to say. I just had to comment oh. a little bit on it because I felt like it was really important to highlight. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, definitely. But if you are, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So if you are ready, we're going to jump into the rapid fire question. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first question is what motivates you to work smarter?
1: I, well, I think I just touched on it. My kids but especially um, my, so I'm pregnant with a girl, Um, you know, just knowing that I, I know that maybe that sounds funny to some people, but just when I found out I was having a girl, um, my, the second child was a girl. I just, I I guess I feel like my, maybe my son is going to be more like my husband. And I felt like maybe my daughter had, you know, was more likely to take on my characteristics or my traits um, or just my hangups. Too. And so it just was really important for me to take maybe that, you know, take the big step, go after the dreams that I keep dreaming about, um, you know, because I don't want to, I want to be the woman that, I, you know, I, I, I guess dream to be or desire to be for her, you know, as a mom. So, mm. I felt that. I'm sure a lot of moms (laughs) felt that too.
0: I'm not a mom yet, but (laughs) it's really important. I guess like when you look to about just the drive, what motivates us, what really has that under the hood feeling Mm -hmm. to really do what we're going to do. And she's going to look up to you.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully
0: (laughs) make her proud. Well, I think you're on the right track.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is the most daring thing that you've ever done? Oh, i like, you know, I, my, the immediate thing that came to mind, um, so I, I have a friend, uh, we kind of grew up together. We're from the same area. We went to high school together. She lives in London most of the time for work, um, but also goes back and forth between Switzerland. So I went to visit her. Um, I don't think she's going to Switzerland as much lately, but anyways, I went to visit her um, and I was there for like two weeks. We were a week in London and a week in Switzerland and she was working, you know, very busy demanding jobs. So I was kind of just sightseeing on my own Well, in Switzerland, um, you know, obviously London, I can talk to everybody there most for the most part in Switzerland. Um, a lot of people, I want to say Swiss German, was in like, but I, there was this castle, not too far away as a quick train. Ride and I was like, I really want to go see this castle. Um, but I go to the train station and it's like, and I'm by myself cause she's at work and I'm like, okay, I can do this anyway. So a long story short, I just navigated finding, you know, buying a ticket to get the train ride, all in, I can't even remember, but all not in English, none of this. I ended up, there was a, a guy, um, there was like an app, I think. And I showed him the phone, you know, and I just, he spoke enough English to help me. And like, um, but I remember just thinking that was like, kind of, cause I was like, I'm in a foreign, I'm, you know, a far, far away from home. I don't know anyone here. I can't speak the language and I'm trying to like, you know, get transportation. So that was, it just would there was a moment of like, you know, am I safe? And is this okay? (laughs) That was probably the most, one of the more um, daring uh, things that I've done, but it was awesome. It was very worth it.
0: Yes. It sounds like such an amazing experience because you're like putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation because you don't know the language. You're trying to find out where you're supposed to go, but you made it. And I'm sure it was just like an empowering moment too of like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) okay, I can handle it. Yeah. I've figured it out. You know? I love that. I think that's so amazing that you were able to do that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What is the last
1: book that you've read? Um... Uh, this well, I thought it's probably good for your audience. I, I do a lot of audiobooks. books. Uh, just yeah. um, you know, we drive. I my um, like I drive. I try not to drive as much as I can. I try to be working from home. But anyways, when I drive or even I'm just walking, you know, going for a walk or something like that, I do Audible. But I just finished um, Kathy Heller's "Don't Keep Your Day Job." oh, I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet. Yes. Oh my gosh. She just, um, super high energy, super like inspiring. I just feel like every time I read something or like listen to her podcast, there's just a little nugget, you know, that, that I take away that just changes how I think or what I do or what I believe is possible. Um, that's been the biggest thing. It's just what I'm believing is possible for my life, um, has really changed because of what I've And that literally is the last book that I I finished. So yeah, if you haven't heard of her. Well, it sounds like a great book and definitely
0: adding it to my list and everyone else should too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite way to spend a day off? So if you are not seeing clients, it's just whatever you want it to look like, what does it look like?
1: Yeah. I'm probably just being outside in some way. Um, so it's Florida, so it's hot here, but, um, I would say that is probably like as a family, you know, that's something we can do. Um, we, uh, you know, go out on the river or go to the beach, um, and just, uh, just something stor- restorative, you know, about being in nature too, I yes. think. Absolutely. Um, so that is probably, one of our go-to things if we've you know that we can all enjoy my son loves to be outside my husband so yeah a family outing it sounds yeah perfect. yeah
0: <laughs> definitely a good way to spend the day in nature yeah. there's a lot of research on that too which yes, is how it really it... helps our
1: mind and body <laughs> yes yes definitely definitely and yeah I could feel like I can feel it too when I'm mm-hmm. like enough you know, we're at the beach and you just listen especially when my son was smaller and he would nap, you know, at the beach. Oh yeah. And we'd just, I remember my husband and I would just sit in our chairs and I'd be like, oh my God, this is just like therapy sitting here, listening to the waves, you know? Yes. It's very therapeutic, especially Mm -hmm. the sound too, just how it stimulates Mm -hmm. our
0: brain. Um, But I've been enjoying this conversation so much. But before I let you go, where can people find you, hire you? We will link everything below, but if you could let us know too.
1: Yes. Yes. um, Yes. Uh, Everything's just Lori Aikman. So my Instagram handle is Lori Aikman. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. I find Facebook is not the business page is not as Instagram is more accessible. Um, Mm -hmm. but I am on Facebook. Um, my website is, uh, just Lori and I am on uh, LinkedIn as well. Um, trying to think those are all the links. So yes. And I have, if someone is interested health wise, I do have like some just free resources on my website that they can check out. So there's a little link at the top of the page that says freebies. So
0: they can check that. Definitely grab that everyone. Um, But Lori, thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey, the ups, downs, everything in between. And we I know I appreciate it. I'm sure somebody Mm -hmm. else listening can really benefit from just knowing they're not alone and really getting an outside opinion instead of just taking it at face value if they hear something, but really taking control of their health and being empowered. And that's what you embody. And I so appreciate you taking the time today for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Lori? I'm sure she would love to see your response as well. And we'll see you on the next video.